That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I was just so disappointed. But normally, even in a disappointment, I could have eaten something covered in gravy. And I could not eat this. This was this was borderline unedible. Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right. This is a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts. My name is Peter Bielman. Hey, and I'm Cecil Davis. And we're just trying to have a conversation without killing it, with Googling it or fact-checking it. And, you know, we just want to point out that uh, there are a lot of listeners out there that get it. Y'all are getting what we're doing. You just want to have a conversation. You're staying curious. You're asking each other questions. So when, when we get emails like that or we see you on the street, we, it just makes our day. So I hope you guys are having fun with this also. Me too. It, it's, uh, it's fun to hear stories. It's fun to get stories uh, either through the secret TDSR uh, uh, text messaging or the, the podcast email or through the website. This is a lot of fun. And that's why we're doing this. So it's simple. We're just talking. You know, this time, Cecil, you don't know what we're about to talk about, do you? I know. These episodes uh, <laughs> actually are pretty exciting. <laughs> so so uh, just the other day, I was, I was having breakfast with Giorgio, mm-hmm. and I forgot how we got talking about funerals and memorial services. But we, then we started talking about the food served at funerals and memorial services. I may have something to add to this already. I, I, oh, no, I, I totally expect you to. And so uh, I came home, and one of the things he mentioned was a dish called tomato aspic. Yes. Have you heard of this? I've eaten it. <laughs> would, you, would, you like, would you like to explain? <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And so, Cecil, what I have to my left are a bunch of southern cooking cookbooks from different churches. I'm well, I've, I'm well, the, well familiar from, with these cookbooks. From this area and in the deep south. Mississippi. Mississippi. So I can't wait. I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna reveal the, the exact location of these. And also just to let everyone know we're not making fun of these. But some of these recipes are pretty remarkable. That the this and and I I, I have eaten this stuff the too, and it yeah. it always it's always shocking actually. It's shocking to the um, to the senses, to the to the nose, to the the, the textures are are shocking. It's. Um, I am looking forward to diving <laughs> into this. I've got a tomato aspic story. Go get, go ahead and explain then, please, because I've go ahead and explain tomato aspic. I can't explain tomato aspic, but I can tell you my confrontation with tomato aspic. Okay, go for it. So I was, uh, was I was either a freshman or sophomore in college, and we they decided that they were going to have a colonial dinner at this at my school, and so they were going to have a <laughs> they were going to have a traditional colonial dinner, and they had all all different things that they would only have during colonial times, 
One of those being tomato aspic, <laughs> which I thought would be exactly the same as stewed tomatoes. Oh, man, you could only wish. Which I love. Sure. So when it, the tomato aspic came around, I loaded up on it, thinking it was st- like stewed tomatoes. Okay. It is not. It doesn't well, taste like it at all. Does it, does it look like it? It doesn't even look. I mean, well, this, I, I thought it looked like it enough. But this I was, was going to say, maybe we're not talking about the same thing. We might not be aspect. talking about the same thing. What was this tomato aspect? This had a, this had a red hue to it, um, but it, was not, it did not have the taste of stewed tomatoes. It, I, I cannot explain the taste that it had, but it had, I had a lot of it on my plate in front of a lot of people, and I had to eat all of it. So, so let me read the ingredients and see if this resonates with, A, your taste buds, and also... The story? The story. Okay, so a tomato aspic. This is... um, Here are the ingredients, all right? It's an envelope of Knox gelatin. Yes. Cold tomato juice. Boiling hot tomato juice. A small bay leaf. Vinegar. Worcestershire sauce and one beef above uh, one beef bouillon cube. Yes. So this is supposed to be a gelatin. Yes. It's supposed to be solid. I suspect also cold. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, and I I thought that it would have a different taste. Okay, I thought it would have more of a tomatoey taste. Okay, but you were you were you understood that it was Jello, <laughs> essentially, right? Right. Well, I did. Halfway into it. Okay. And you had to keep going. Yeah, you had to keep going. So I I just, I wasn't expecting the taste that came through. That was fantastic. Yep. Yep. So think about some of the foods that you've had Mm. at these different, it doesn't necessarily have to be a funeral. It could be homecoming, dinner on the grounds. Any kind of potluck. Luck being sometimes the word. What are are some of the ingredients that stand out to you that are used in some of these recipes? I, you mean, well, I mean, like main main ingredients. Yeah, chicken. Chicken, all right. That's a big one. Potatoes. Potatoes, yeah. Yep. Carrots. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tomatoes. We got the tomatoes. Not in the aspect form, but tomatoes. Okay. Green beans. Green beans. How about some uh, some some things you would some things you would not expect that just show up into some of these raisins, raisins. should not show up in any dish, but they they often do. What are they joined with? I've seen them in either fruit salads, mm-hmm. which are okay, mm-hmm. but I've also seen them in potato salads, no. which are not oh, okay. Okay, I don't have a, so I don't have a recipe for that. Yeah. I do. Uh, I, I do. I would fall back on the the carrot and raisin salad. Yes, that, with a light carrot and raisin salad with a light a, mayonnaise vinaigrette. Yes, that would be a classic dinner on the grounds. What are some other unusual ones? That um, Jello molds. Jello molds. I've got no shortage of. Uh, here's here's a here's a here's a Jello mold for you. Yeah. Let me read this to you. Right. Tell me what this would taste like to you. So we, obviously you have two envelopes of gelatin. I'll throw in a can of mushroom soup, and I'll throw in some cottage cheese. I'll throw in a can of tuna, uh, a cup of mayonnaise. Throw in was- some green pepper, celery, minced onion lemon juice, and salt to taste. This is called the tuna salad mold. Wow. That's, uh, that's strong work. <laughs> Isn't that? Yeah. There, this had to be like during the 70s. 
Um, maybe so. Like 50s, you know. 60s, 70s, as Jello was was becoming a big deal, and people were using it more and experimenting with it. And there were some experiments that obviously went yeah, this awry. Is, maybe some of these is some of this is pre-Jello because it was just calling out for a packet of gelatin. So this right. was not flavored stuff. Now yeah, I do is, have a recipe for for flavored. So the gelatin was just holding all this concoction together. That's right. It's it's it gives it gives you the congealed salad. It's the congealed part of the congealed salad. Yes. Speaking of congealed salad, here's congealed pickle salad for you. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So here it is. It's a package of lemon jello, cup of chopped nuts, a cup of chopped pimento, three quarter cups chopped dill pickle, half a cup of chopped celery. Mix it up. Chill it, put it in a mold. Put it in serves a mold. eight. <laughs> there, you know. So, I, do you remember like when people would have the Jello molds hanging or their gelatin molds hanging on the wall? No, no, yeah. no. So I remember like gelatin molds hanging on the wall, like cookware, and but I don't remember gelatin salads this complicated. Like I remember like uh, gelatin fruit salads, but you've got some pretty off the wall things here. So my my mother I didn't I don't I don't have it she actually inherited from her mother mm. a Jello catalog, and one of the molds is the shape of a castle. Nice. You use some kind of green Jello, but it, it, the castle really is just the four walls. But what do you do about the turrets? You know, on the turrets. How do you make the turrets? You use asparagus. Uh, of course, you, you do. make an asparagus tower on each corner for the, the turrets. Asparagus aspic. So this is asparagus salad. In uh, gelatin? Yeah, so you're gonna use, of course you're gonna do boiling water, you're gonna use lime jello, some salt, and this is just the can of asparagus. So this is not the fresh crunchy stuff. This is, wow. this is a deep cut. <laughs> some cold water, uh, add your cup of shredded cheddar cheese. Can't go wrong with a cup of mayonnaise in this one. Half a cup of milk tablespoon of onion juice. What is the mayonnaise in there for? <laughs> and a tablespoon of vinegar. Because we don't wow. want this thing. This is a savory dish, Cecil. This is going to be sitting out in the sun <laughs> at the back church parking lot somewhere. I'm telling you. Baking. Well, you got you to get there. You got to get there quick. Right. You got to get there quick. So I think our words of wisdom are that if you're going to eat a congealed salad, let's go ahead and get, be the first in line for that. <laughs> if it's got mayonnaise in it. <laughs> That's right. Or if you're going to have a potluck then, yeah. and that features congealed salads, do it in the wintertime. Yeah. yeah, don't be the last one into that congealed salad. You <laughs> need to be right. number one. This may speak to why people do rush to get in line at potlucks because I'm usually the guy who just kind of sits back. I don't want to get in line. I just want – I don't want to wait in a long line. Now, yeah. I guess part of the line is, you know, socializing and things. But I can socialize at the table. I spent a lot of time in line in my life. I don't want to be in line. But this is why you get in line. Because you, you want, want the good stuff. Well, and you want to get into it first, too. I mean, after somebody's dug in for it for a while, I don't particularly like digging around in the dish after it's been kind of picked over. Now, one thing you haven't mentioned, one, of the, one, one ingredient you haven't mentioned, is uh, Ritz crackers. Right. So Ritz crackers... Uh, Main, that's a big ingredient in casseroles. Uh, I know there's some pies that are made with it that you crunch, crunch up the crackers and make the crust with. But I remember, I remember Ritz Kratzel 
I remember Ritz crackers being in casseroles, like would line the casserole, oh, being yeah. around the edge of, of the casserole. Yeah, uh, this is a pineapple bake. You would have some crushed pineapple, sugar, all-purpose power, all flour, some butter, shredded sharp cheddar, and a cup of Ritz crackers, crushed for the for the topping. For the topping. <laughs> these are uh, these are all. Good. You know what we should do? We should have a night of congealed salads. Whoa! Where we just have everybody brings. One of these from these recipe books. Man, I don't think I can do that. You couldn't eat the, t- the tuna congealed salad? <laughs> I don't think I can do that. Now, do you remember those? Uh, you remember in reality shows like Survivor or a lot of these reality shows, they would have these eating challenges. Yes. I'm surprised some of these congealed child sal- salads didn't show up. Well, now, as a backpacker, have you ever tried TVP, textured vegetable protein? No. We'll have to talk about that. Well, that's wait TVP. Yeah. Well, that in of itself does not sound right. So I really just have two more recipes. Uh, You mentioned chicken, and you you know chicken is good. Now this is called five can casserole. Okay, I I actually think I've remembered some five can casseroles. Let's see. Let's see what this one. All right, see if this one just resonates with you because this also has another popular topping on it. Okay, so this is a whole can, a can of whole chicken. Oh, canned chicken. Have you you had a canned chicken before? Uh, Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I try to, yeah. Yeah. A can of mushroom soup. Okay. So that's your second can. Third can. A can of chicken and rice soup. Fourth can. A small can of chow mein noodles. Okay. And your fifth can evaporated milk evaporated milk I, the, the dairy products in these congealed salads is what's really messing me up that's right you've got to keep these refrigerated people Ugh. that's another some words of wisdom keep yeah. these things refrigerated put these keep things on ice. ice this is before there was any food safety laws evidently uh, but it's the crushed potato chips on top I think that really make the pre- preserve it for See, us I think a lot of these recipes must have been coming out just as packaged foods were really a big deal like canned chicken Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would? Who now would buy a canned chicken? Yeah, unless you had a. But back then it was a. I guess it was a novelty. Maybe. Maybe. I guess. Uh, maybe it was difficult. Well, you know, refrigeration was difficult at a lot of places, so uh, you could buy chicken and not have to refrigerate it. It, was in, it was in a can because it was already cooked. I I would love to know the history behind these things. You don't, also another uh, ingredient you didn't mention was Velveeta. Ah uh, yes. Velveeta. Now this is the mystery cheese that yeah. it melts well though. It's quite delicious. It uh it melts very well. <laughs> I get no I get no complaints from Velveeta. Velveeta, you use it to specifically to melt. Yeah, I think Velveeta is one of those truly American cheeses. <laughs> right? I, I, I think I think I we, think you probably right. I think we got that. Yeah, I think we did. we, we invent. It doesn't sound like an American name though, Velveeta. No, but well, yeah. Uh, so this is another asparagus casserole. Okay. All right, but this is this is not an asparagus aspic or an asparagus congealed salad. This is an asparagus casserole that consists of a can of small English peas, a can of white asparagus, a small package of Velveeta, a small can of Minto, four hard-boiled eggs, chopped or sliced, some cracker crumbs, some butter, some flour, sweet milk, Water, white pepper, paprika, Worcestershire sauce, and salt. 
I was, Did I mention the flour? Three t- t- tablespoons of flour too. I would love to see what these things look like. I like. I don't remember. I don't remember any. I remember congealed salads, but I don't remember any with like dairy and mm-hmm. flour. Yeah, this is pretty. These are, this is strong work here, man. Yeah, I I went to I went to the archives. Yeah, no, you did. So I the, the last one I want. I just want you to read this one. Right, That's what I've been waiting for. I want to see my reaction. Part of this, I want to see if you. Yeah, I just want to see your reaction. I wish the listeners could do this. This is why we need to have your TikTok thing. That you yeah, started. that's right. This this would have yeah. been a good live episode too. Yep. If we'd done this live, I so mean, you, I think so I could slunched over these mics as we are. Well, people in the background would have been aching. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one is called Dream Loaf. Dream Loaf. Congealed chicken salad. Oh, congealed chicken salad. Dream Loaf. So a one three-pound hen, four packages of unflavored gelatin, four cups of chicken chicken stock, well-seasoned, one cup of chopped pecans, pecans for those of you in the Deep South, uh, six hard-boiled eggs, again, chopped, two chopped celeries, uh, stalks of celery, two cans of drained English peas, and of course... <laughs> <laughs> one cup of mayonnaise and the juice of one lemon. Good gracious. That's the dream loaf. That's the dream loaf right there. That is, uh, they have a grapefruit aspect right beneath that. I. With celery. With celery. That, again, has mayonnaise in it in a congealed salad. Um, t- yeah. So the one of the interesting things, I think, too, though, is when I was going through these recipes, trying to recount some of the ones that I remember from different potlucks, I also encountered some recipes that looked really, really good. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's some pot roasts in there. There's some pork. There's some seafood uh, recipes in here. And I mean, I told I told Bunny, I said, we, we need to take some cop pictures of these recipes, have them up here, let's try them, because they, oh, those yeah. look really good. Well... You know, one of the one of the potlucks or dinner on the grounds I remember. I, I mean, I still remember this. I was telling my dad about it the other week. Is uh, chicken and dumplings? Mm. But chicken and like I have not had chicken and dumplings ever again in my life. Like I had at some of these dinner on the grounds right. growing up. That's I mean, that. people knew how to make dumplings, and you know this. They, you know there was butter and real you know chicken and flour and everything that you know is kind of bad these days. Um, we're in these things, so, and I wish I could have that taste again and that texture again. But you remember just, it, don't you? Oh yeah, I remember it. Distinctly. You remember it just like that congealed aspect. Just like the congealed <laughs> aspect. I wish now that you now that we've read the aspic recipes, it couldn't have been a true aspic that I had it at college. But Why is that? It, there was a well because I wonder if it had the gelatin. Oh, okay. That old, but it was a colonial tomato dish um, that. I was I was really truly expecting to taste like tomatoes, was and it, it did not taste like tomatoes. Okay, is there a chance though that maybe it just wasn't congealed enough? Maybe it wasn't. Well, maybe they didn't have the gelatin, so this was some way of serving tomatoes. Um, but it was it was hard to get. Through. It was not what you. Yeah, it was not yeah. what I was expecting. Well, I tell you what, um, we're probably running out of time here, but we definitely want to invite our listeners to send us your favorite recipe, <laughs> your favorite dairy based. Meat-containing congealed salad. Congealed salads, anything with Jello, anything with mayonnaise, anything with Velveeta, anything with Ritz crackers, yep. anything with chopped-up potato chips, 
And let's throw in asparagus. You, we'll get, you'll get uh, some, some TDSR bonus points if you can get some. You know, I really forgot about how often asparagus showed up in these potlucks. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, could, I mean, you saw all the recipes that I showed you. Yeah. I mean, there are bl- lots of asparagus. A lot of asparagus. There's a whole section called asparagus. Well, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing about this episode has sounded right. None of these recipes have sounded right. But uh, it, uh, you have come to the end of another That Don't Sound Right, Peter. Well, before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. Again, invite you to send us an email at tdsrpodcast at gmail.com if you've got some favorite recipes or maybe not so favorite recipes. Send those those. We'd love to see them for a mailbag episode. We're starting to bring in a lot more mail, and we just love reading them, and we would love sharing with everybody else. But if this is your first time to the conversation, welcome. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. I hope you get what we're trying to do. We're just trying to talk. <laughs> and sometimes we bring out some old books. Right. Consider hitting the subscribe button on where you listen to your podcast. Or on Apple Podcasts, there's a little check mark in the upper right-hand corner. You hit that check mark. You're subscribed. You'll be getting it in your feed. No problems. Also, thinking about rating us or leaving us a review. That's right. So, Also, maybe try to get one of your friends to listen. Yeah, uh, that's that's harder. That's easier said than done. But yeah. Well, you know, I was surprised to hear that your dad listened. Yeah, my dad listens every week. That's that's wonderful. Yeah, that's great. That that's kind of breaking the pattern of people in your past. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening now. So if you're new to the show, I say if you're from Peter's past, you listen to the show, you write in, you participate. If you're from my past, you're like, I really heard enough of that guy. <laughs> the first time I knew him, I really don't need to listen to him again. So, That Don't Sound Right is a production of Camel TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios. Uh, I'm your co-host and sound engineer, Cecil Davis. Your other co-host and web designer is Peter Willman. Our our merchandise designer, um, graphic designer, sorry, Emily. Our graphic designer is Emily Billman. If you haven't seen what she's designed, go to the merchandise and you can see it or you can purchase it. Um, Giorgio is our merchandise tester. Brent is our um, brand ambassador. And as always, our listener number one is Scott. Scott. All right. So until next week, keep talking. And stay curious. Mm -hmm.